0: So we are going to get ready for worship and that's probably my favorite part of the evening because I get to just love on Jesus and enjoy his presence and hopefully that's what you guys are here to do as well. Um, We know that the Holy Spirit always shows up when we worship because you carry him in the room. You brought him in here so you don't have to wonder is the Lord going to show up tonight? Well if you showed up, he showed up inside of you That is right there, that's awesome. And all you gotta do is lift up your voice and pop open the gate of your spirit and let his river flow out tonight. So as we worship together this evening, we get to add to his presence already coming down and resting on our worship. You know, the Bible says he is enthroned on the praises of his people and he inhabits the praises of his people. So it's a guarantee he's gonna show up because you showed up and he's gonna show up because He loves to rest on our worship. So I got this. um, So we gave a word to this couple, a prophetic word to this couple at a conference in Bend, Oregon, at Eagle Mountain Church. And that was an awesome conference, by the way. But it was months later they sent me this email. So I just I want to read it, and then I'm going to let you guys know now that I made a declaration from this prophetic word that was given to us as a church. It was actually given to Tammy and I and our church. This is the deal any word that we have been given prophetically as an encouragement for this church, it is yours to own as well. So if it was like a personal prophetic word that, you know, I wouldn't give it to all you guys to say if it was something that was specifically for me. So, but this is a word for us. I just want to say, with the Proctors being here tonight, so these two probably don't realize it, but they have been one of the unique lifelines that tammy and i have received like you guys are a lifeline to us and because you're a lifeline to us because you've encouraged us and you've loved on us as friends you've enjoyed good food and drink with us you've shared your table we've shared our tables together and you know we love you guys and we know you love us too and because of what you've imparted to us the strength you've brought to us you've actually strengthened this whole house so those that are here now, those that aren't here tonight, are all receiving the fruit of you guys imparting encouragement and strength and cheering us on, and just, just your friendship alone. So I want us to just say thank you guys for that, and in our house, thanks you guys. And same with this word. So I'm going to read this word. This is from uh, Garrett, Garrett and Jane Kramer, I've got to make sure, yeah, Kramer. And I actually have it up here, so now you can see their names. Garrett and Jane Kramer. This was June 19th, 2021. So this is what they texted. I heard the Lord say, great to hear from you. Oh, wait, that's not what the Lord said. I, hear, I heard the Lord say, I heard <laughs> I heard the Lord say, Zechariah 2.4. I don't believe it was actually Zechariah 2.4. I think it's 10.4. But she was speaking into her phone and probably didn't auto-correct it. I heard the Lord say, Zechariah 10:4, there's a plumb line in your hands, and the Lord delights in this. Do not despise small beginnings. For again, there's a plumb line in your hands that will extend out, expand into many places in your region. This is just the beginning, and you are creating and building something with the Lord that will go from generation to generation. It will be a lasting legacy. Hallelujah. What you are building, which is right now underground, and not many can see it, but it will bring life and living water to dry and dead places. Just like the plumb lines under the ground that bring life to plants, so you and your family and your church will bring life to dead places. God is our fountain of life, and he springs up and flows out of you. So I ask for more encounters for Scott and Tammy and with Legacy City Church with our Heavenly Father and a continual infilling of Holy Spirit to pour it out everywhere they go. They are plumb lines and conduits of Jesus, God Almighty, of his healing and restorative life-giving power. Thank you, Father. May our Almighty God fill you with complete peace and perseverance and endurance and zeal for him and for his people Lord manifest your presence in their gatherings and Holy Spirit move in power through Tammy and Scott and through our church and through their meetings King of glory come and Holy Spirit swoop in that was a good word that's a good word but this is what we're going to do I went ahead and I took that email those prophetic words for us and I made it a declaration for us so why don't we stand together we're going to get ready to worship Jesus. And we know, like I was already encouraging and reminding myself and everyone here, the presence of God always shows up when you lift your voice in praise. Because you carry him with you, you release him into the atmosphere wherever you go, and when we sing worship to him and we declare his praises, the presence of God comes and rests on our worship. So here we go. All right, here we go. You guys ready? there's a plumb line in our hands, and the Lord delights in this. We will not despise small beginnings, for again, there's a plumb line in our hands that will extend out and expand into many places in our region. This is just the beginning, and we are creating and building something with the Lord that will go from generation to generation It will be a lasting legacy, hallelujah. What we are building, which is right now underground and not many can see, will bring life and living water to dry places. Just like plumb lines under the ground that bring life to plants, so will we as a church bring life to dead places, yes. God is our fountain of life and he springs up and flows out of us. So we ask for more encounters for Legacy City Church with our Heavenly Father and a continual infilling of Holy Spirit to pour out everywhere we go. We are plumb lines and conduits of Jesus, God Almighty, and of his healing and restorative, life-giving power. Thank you, Father. May our almighty God fill us with complete peace and perseverance and endurance and zeal for him and for his people. Lord, manifest your presence in our gatherings. Holy Spirit, move in power through us and through our meetings. King of glory come and Holy Spirit swoop in. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we welcome you tonight. We just lift up our praise. We give you thanks. We worship you, Jesus. And God, we just dedicate this evening to the high praises that are due your name. Jesus, we want to magnify you and glorify you over our lives, over our circumstances, over our city, over our region. And so with that, we say, Holy Spirit, come. Come and have your way in this gathering tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just say, "Worthy is Your name." God, above all else, those last few songs, just declaring how worthy You are, Lord. Above all else, God, above all of our circumstances, of all of the not the thoughts that nag at us, God, all the ways the enemy tries to come against us, God, that You rule, You reign, Lord. Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny, and Your name will not be overcome god that you have a beautiful powerful wonderful name name above all names worthy is your name lord so we just obviously there's a theme that we just need to lift your name on high so god we lay everything every thought every distraction before you at your feet we stop playing with it we stop picking it up off the altar god we lay it all down at your feet god and we say worthy is your name Worthy is your name, Lord. You are the lamb that was slain. God, we honor you. We magnify you that you are our mighty warrior. You are our victorious king over every circumstance. You are the lover of our soul, God. Where we need the love and the compassion and the tender mercies, God, you're there. Where we need you to kick the devil's butt and step on the neck of those kings, God, you're there. God, we just thank you for the multifaceted love of Jesus that it covers every situation in every way it needs to be covered God that you are our source that you are our everything God that everything in life we need comes from you you're all we want God you're all we've ever needed you're all we'll ever need how we just come to you and we lift our eyes to you and say forgive us for not focusing on you more God because it's all about you we don't want to be distracted God, we want to be wholly focused on you, the lover of our soul, our Savior, the author and the protector of our faith, God. We love you, Jesus. I know, God. there it was. <laughs> Jesus, we just ask, God, that we would just focus on you. Even with the distractions, God, that we would just focus on you, Lord, and your goodness and your love mercy God we just worship you we thank you for the opportunity to come here tonight together to worship you to focus our love and our affections and our attentions on you Jesus because you're the only person you're the only thing the only one that's worth it We just aim our hearts at you we say we love you Jesus we love you Jesus we need you Jesus we acknowledge our desperate need for you more of you Lord less of us we decrease, God. Hear our hearts cry.
0: So now the fun begins yeah the Lord's presence is so so wonderful guys my prayer is that every one of us in this room grows into a deepening relationship with the Lord where you you get to enjoy his presence I love your presence Lord I love to seek your face and to sense your face turned towards us receive him tonight guys just open up your heart just just soak him up just breathe Him in just say yes Jesus more of you more of you Holy Spirit come and fill us up come and fill us up intoxicate us with your love tonight God baptize us in your love transform us by the power of your love We just want to be walking, breathing, lovers of God and emanators of the love of God. I don't think we could love people too much. Because when I get an idea or just a glimpse of how much you love me, how could I even dare restrict that towards others? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah, I want to invite a few of you up here. Um, David and Cara, if you guys would come up. And do you guys feel like ministering prophetically? All right, well, come on up. We'll just kind of spread across here, Barbara, if you want to come up too. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn it, I can scoot down a little bit. I, I think um, I'll say what I have for last. Gee,
2: I have never met you guys. In fact, I, I rarely come here. We, we're friends with these guys for a long time, but we have our ministry down south a bit. But um, what are your names? Garrick and, and Vanessa. There's something that I, I, saw, I saw you guys, and I, there's a word that just dropped into my heart for you. Now, there's, there's prophetic words that are foretelling, which is kind of predictive, but there's prophetic words that are telling and that is God has a design and a desire for you to impart something to you that's amazing. And what I saw over the two of you was new names. You are hope and you are joy. And I and I see, Garrick, I see you like like a like a fire starter of hope. I see you as a guy who who when you walk into a a space or a place. This is what I feel is is God as a call on your life. God wants to see you be the guy that comes in and people suddenly, because of your presence, because of your words, because of your life, hope comes to them and strength comes to them because of hope. And need your name again now, Vanessa, Joy. I just see you having the joy of the Lord. I see you laughing. I see you laughing. Uh, like sometimes like I'm just you're going about your daily business and suddenly you just begin to feel the giggles and you start to laugh and it's because the Spirit of the Lord is coming upon you and releasing joy and that's also going to bring the strength of the Lord to people but I'm, I'm I think that this this is a call on your guys life hope and joy
3: what's your name sir Jean oh Jean dad dad (laughs) gene oh a long time ago I guess or yeah okay so I just just a very brief thing I think um, the momentum of your life is so very important to um, just go ahead and release that to more people because they need to hear your voice and your story and who you are and i don't know what that sounds like but don't hold back talking to people and connecting with people because you have just this momentum of god on your life that people need to see and experience and so i just bless your your years in your life your walk with the lord and your story to go forth i just
1: want to confirm that gene um Penny said anything. I felt like I spoke something to you a few weeks or a month ago or whenever before we left. I felt like God was like, you need to be reminded like a little kick. You need to be reminded. You need to be reminded of your impact and that you are seen and that you are known and that you are loved and that you have a purpose and that you have a destiny to be fulfilled and your race is not over. So just to confirm what she's saying, and she doesn't know you, but I felt like God was like he needs to be so I just want to confirm that that was 100%
4: spot on. I love it. I was getting the same thing for you, Gene. <laughs> There's you. You have a you have a fresh anointing on your life where you 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 do you change atmospheres where you go. People are so aware of your devoutness to our Lord if they don't recognize Jesus they still recognize that anointing on you and you change lives wherever you go and Ethan I have a word for you Um, it says you're gonna you will be having encounters this week you too change atmospheres but there are more eyes on you than you realize Uh, yeah you just people are in love with The way you change the environment where they are, you walk into a room and it shifts.
5: So, I was getting a corporate word to remind everyone that we have an advocate. First John said, Jesus Christ the righteous is our advocate. So all of these challenges that we're facing, remember, we are also seated in heavenly places with Christ we are not slaves. We are not servants. We're sons and daughters. And even more than that, we can be friends with Christ and abide in him. So if you abide in him and he abides in you, you can say peace to that storm. Those things that are coming at us constantly, peace be still. You are seated in heavenly places. You get to speak the Father's heart to that situation. So I just think we all need to be reminded of, of that. All the storm, storms and everything that's just swirling around this past week and couple weeks and, and even what's to come this summer. We are seated in a higher place than what the enemy can even say. He can't touch that. Remember that. Be encouraged.
6: Yeah. So it's really funny you were talking about hope and joy today because. Uh, yesterday, Holy Spirit was speaking to me a bit about hope and joy. I thought I was just doing a word study, but it's really important that you guys have that word because um, personally but corporately we all we all need to hold on to that hope that we have in Jesus. You know the worldly understanding of hope is uh, I hope that thing happens or I hope I get that thing, but it might not pan out. But with Jesus, the hope that we have in him is is a hope of certainty. I hope I, I, I get that thing in Jesus, or that thing happens, because I know I have a good father, and I know he loves me. I know he loves us, and he wants good things for me. And we can have joy because of that before it even happens. Like, I heard this story, kind of describing it like a kid at a dinner table waiting for dinner, you know, and a good parent would feed their kids. Um, But they wait in expectation at the table knowing that dinner's coming. Dinner's not on the plate yet. You can't see it on the plate. But you wait in eager anticipation of it. And so we can be joyful before that thing that we're asking God to do whether it be healing whether it be asking God for help in something we can be joyful beforehand and then when God He will pull through when God pulls through on that thing woo! it's awesome! so we get to have joy before and joy after and we have hope all the way so I hope you guys are blessed in that and we as a body are blessed in that and of course I am
4: have and
0: hope and joy. Amen. So, what's your name again? Sandy. So Sandy and Barbara and Judy, I just feel like as mothers in the faith, that you, the Lord wants you to know that He has so much more for you. You may feel like you've seen it all and experienced the heights of God moving in your life. You've witnessed many my, my, many mighty moves of God, but I feel like I heard the Lord say, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. There, There is no one who's too young or too old or not perfect enough, not educated enough to be a, an administer administrator a dispenser of the kingdom. And there's so much more. I feel like there's we're just we're getting closer and closer to the edge of a mighty outpouring of the Lord. So I just want to encourage you guys with this. Don't I, I know it's easy sometimes to maybe excuse ourselves from, you know, things because I'm like anyone else, I get tired and I'd rather let other people do stuff, you know, but the Lord he will return someday, but until he returns, he told us to occupy, occupy. We have, we have uh, principalities, we have the works of the devil that we need to destroy, just like Jesus did. And he gave us that calling, so the best is yet to come. He's gonna use you three in mighty ways in the days ahead. As God brings in an outpouring and, and a harvest, we need all hands on deck. We need moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas, sons and daughters, we need the full spectrum and don't don't ever think that you don't carry a rich deposit of the kingdom. I, I would imagine the three of you alone have received more impartation over the years than a lot of us combined up here. So you carry kingdom treasure and I just want to encourage you with that. And I just felt like in worship I was seeing this swirl just like a real slow swirl and I believe it was just the Lord showing me his presence moving around us and it looked like It's kind of hard to describe. It looked like rainbow colors, but not like bright rainbow. It reminded me more, I guess, the colors on the screen, which, you know, Garrick, you wore the right jacket today because, I don't know, there's just something. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for wearing that one. (laughs) It smells okay. It smells good. But, yeah, I was just seeing these colors, and I felt like the Lord was saying, in my presence, I am just I'm removing it was kind of like going down like a drain and I felt like he was saying in my presence I'm just removing the weariness I'm removing the the worry the stress all of the 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 concerns all of the little weeds that try to pop up and choke our focus out I felt like he was just showing me that he was we don't even have to pray it he was just doing it while we're worshiping he's just pulling all that off it was just the slow sweeping and removing so I just want to encourage us with that, but I did take the liberty of looking up your guys' names because you texted me, and you know I like to look up name meanings, and I didn't know you went by Garrick; I thought it was Stephen. So is it Stephen Garrick or Garrick Stephen? Stephen Garrick. Wow, you got a pretty powerful name. I don't know if you know the meaning of your name, but Stephen means a crowned one, one who is crowned with honor like royalty and Garrick is a is a spear wielding king. Yeah. <laughs> so it's similar similar to my son Oscar's name. His his name means God's spear an Oscar. But your name, you are like a royal spear carrying warrior in the kingdom. So I just want to declare over you are a powerful man of God. You are crowned with the royalty of heaven because that is what jesus paid for that you may walk in it so we just release that over you and i almost said savannah vanessa sorry savannah maybe next week you can get a word. someone else up here might have one for you so vanessa your name do you know what it means butterfly that's pretty sweet i mean if you know if i was a girl which thank god i'm not but Well no no I mean you have to have babies and other stuff goes on and you're like thank god I don't have to deal with that stuff. We we get the fun part of creating babies so did I just say that? Oh boy. (laughs) Vanessa. So as your name means butterfly, I was just seeing you like a butterfly pollinating. Pollinating things like what you carry, the joy that you carry, and the other things are so much more treasure, but but I know that's the highlighted word for this evening. You pollinate things. As you touch people's lives, just like a butterfly, pollinating, spreading that pollen from flower to flower, that is, that is who you are. You carry the fragrance of heaven. You carry the pollen of the kingdom, and you get to just touch lives everywhere you go. If that's good, then just say, I receive it. All of you, if, if it was good, just say I receive it. I receive the words for us today. If anyone else has a, a word before we transition onwards? We're all good? Yeah. This is just how we roll. We try not to bombard, you know, like just the new people that just visited or just visiting. Hopefully it wasn't overwhelming for you guys. I think you're receiving it. Um, but yeah, well, we can just move. Forward, I guess God did what He wanted to do. We can go home now. Oh, this is church. This is church. We have to read the Bible. If you don't, if you don't open up the Word of God, I don't feel like it's a legitimate meeting. Amen. Man, I'm going to have to do some heresy checking here because I want to be concerned. I mean, I am married to this lady here. She does homeschool my kids. We are are a word and spirit people. We love the presence of God and we love his word. In fact, we wouldn't know what his prophetic word, we we would know prophetic words, but we wouldn't know it, it was definitely from him if we didn't have the written word of God to weigh things against. As the writer of the Psalms said, I have hidden your word in my heart. I've hidden it in my heart that I may not sin against you. In the New Testament, I wrote that in your Bible, the Hebrews four twelve, the word of God, it's it's living, it's active, it's sharper, it is sharp, sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts and it penetrates and it divides soul and spirit and joint and marrow. And it judges the thoughts and attitudes of my heart. And as you open it up and read it, it'll it'll judge the, the thoughts and attitudes of your heart too. It's like a mirror. Do you want to know what, how you're doing with the Lord? Definitely ask him. Get, get alone with God and just say, Father, what do you think of me? What do you think of me? And then just be still and listen. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they will not follow a stranger. So his voice is for you. You get to hear his voice. That's what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. If you want to be known by him, know him, then we want to hear his voice. But we also want to spend time in this this written word because it is powerful. It will transform us. It will rewire the way we think as we meditate on the, on the truth. You guys good? You don't need to stand up and stretch again or go grab a cookie or a cup of coffee? I, I should never say that because we used to do that when we had home meetings and then people would start getting up and then, and then you have to i everyone back up again. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I felt like there was something else, but I think I'll I'll hold on to it. Actually, I'll say it, but I don't want it to be taken in the wrong ways. And it was just one final little, like the cherry on the cupcake for the two of you as, as the visitors. I just felt like the Lord said, welcome home. I say that not because I'm, tr- I'm not trying to put something on you about this being your home, but I just felt like he's saying in his kingdom, welcome home. I don't know. We don't know where you've been in your journey, but that's just, that's, that's our dad. That's our papa. He's like, welcome home, son. Welcome home, daughter. So welcome home, you guys. Welcome home, Scotty. I'll look the here and speak it over myself. Well, we will transition into a little scripture time. Man, things are flowing along good. That means I could just go on and preach for hours, right? No. Did you hear that? No. Well, we only have 12 verses tonight. We're going to knock out the second half of Ephesians chapter 2. I feel like the Holy Spirit is just, I mean, it is the Word of God. It is His book, right? And when you read it with anticipation for God to speak to you, He's all over it. And it is the Passion Translation if you're going to follow along. So if you have a... I know, I'm not supposed to chuck it. No, don't chuck it. Don't chuck it. That could be, I don't know, I don't want lightning to strike anybody. Gently set the written word of God down if you're not going to use that version. Um, but this this portion is just all about what Jesus paid for on the cross for you and I to become. Like, I think we all know by now that that if you are in Christ you are a new creation. Like the old you before Christ is gone. Like that person that I used to be before Jesus does not exist. It's a dead man. He got buried in a baptism tank 32 years ago, I think. Just like Barbara last Sunday got to got to bury the old Barbara finally <laughs> after a year of dragging the corpse around. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we're joking, but, you know, we, we get to reckon the old you dead. And, and that old sinful nature, it was crucified with Christ on the cross. It was crucified, dead, and buried with him. And when you give your life to Jesus and you, you are united with him in baptism, in, in agreeing with your, your new life in him that my old self was, was buried with him, just like going into the baptism tank my my old me was buried with him in the tomb and as he rose from the dead i now get to have a resurrected new life so you are a new creation in christ the old the uh previous chapter i'm not going to read read the whole thing um but it's all about the grace of god really i mean he chose you there's nothing you could do to earn that gift that he gave you you don't have to strive anymore. You get to, Actually, when you become a Christian, you get to enter into his rest. Jesus paid it all. How do we sing that song? Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. I will just declare over everyone tonight, by the blood of Jesus, you are clean, you are forgiven, you have been washed, you have been made holy and spotless through the blood of the Lamb. That is who you are now. Nothing can change that. It is where you stand positionally. You're like, well, what if I have a bad day where I fall and I get dirt on my freshly purified white robes that Jesus has placed on me? The Bible tells us that the righteous person may fall seven times, but they get back up. It's what we would call repent. We get up and we repent. And as we um, learned through our Wednesday night class about shifting atmospheres And according to Ephesians 2 that we read last week, that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, in the heavenly realm. If we're actually seated with him and we fall down and get dirt all over our knees, we need to get back up and get back into our seat. We basically, repentance is turning around. A 180, is it a 180? Not a 360. Yeah, yeah, 360 would be bad. That's just like you did a twirl and you're still doing the same stupid stuff. Okay, so we don't want to do a twirl. We want to do a half turn back, back to the pinnacle, back to where we are seated with Jesus because that is who we are and the Holy Spirit is set and I use the word bent. That might sound sacrilegious. you know what I'm going to do? Just in case it starts doing it more now that you've heard. We can troubleshoot that. We'll go ahead and use this for the sake of the recording so I don't have to cut out all those little spikes on the, on the thing. Where were we talking here? We were talking about repentance, right? Turning around, doing a 180, not a 360. We don't want to be like the dog that turns back to its Ralph. Sorry, there's nobody in the room named Ralph, right? Okay, well, if they come next week, nobody, nobody text me anything to get me going. Okay, now, I'm sure Ralph has a probably really good meaning to it. I'm sure. I'm pretty confident in that. Let's see if this microphone starts making that sound, too. So, Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. You guys ready? Okay. I don't feel like the angels have entered the room yet. I think they're going to show up right about now. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys know my little techie things here. There they are. They've arrived. All right. So we're going to start at verse 11 and 12 again this is the passion translation if you think it's a heretical translation i apologize but we've been using it because it's passionate it's good and i don't believe it's heretical so don't forget that you were not born as jews and were uncircumcised Uh uh-oh do i need to do a lesson here in health okay i won't circumcision itself is just a work of man's hands you had none of the Jewish. Covenants and laws. You were foreigners to Israel's incredible heritage. Now, some of you in this room might have a Jewish background, or at least think that you have Jewish blood. <clears throat> Judy, uh, Judy. But we have yet to verify through uh, doing a DNA test. We'll just go ahead and identify you as Judy from now on. <laughs> I think it would be awesome because then that means my children all have, um, you know, the, the real royal lineage in their blood. But most of us have never grown up in the Jewish faith. We have no idea. I mean, some of us may be experienced taking Passover in a Jewish manner and celebrating the Passover Seder. It's a pretty fun, eye-opening experience. If you've never done it, I would encourage you to do it because it will bring communion to life to you. But we fit into this category as Paul is writing here. You had none of the Jewish covenants and laws. You were foreigners to Israel's incredible heritage. You were without the covenants and prophetic promises of the Messiah, the promised hope, and you were without God. So just like everybody else in the world, at one time, we were without God. We we knew nothing. We were ignorant. But it goes on in verse 13. Yet look at you now. Just look at you just made me think of a baby. I don't know, just pinching its cheeks. Just look at you. Okay, I know I'm being silly. You guys are like, he's getting really weird now. (laughs) Yet, but that's how the Passion Translation wrote it. Yet, look at you now. (laughs) Go look in the mirror. Everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. See, that is our access. Jesus' blood was poured out on the cross so that you and me can just delightfully enter into the presence of God. We don't have to cower on the ground and be begging for mercy every step up to the temple altar, hoping that his mercy is for us. His word tells us, come boldly, come boldly before my throne of grace to receive mercy and grace. It's a throne of grace. And when we come to the throne of grace boldly, we actually get to receive what is coming from the throne, and that is the grace of God. Mercy and grace to help us. So now you've been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You've actually been united to Christ. So not only do you get to approach the throne and spend time before the throne of God, You are united with Jesus. You have actually become one spirit with the Holy Spirit. Does that sound like heresy? The Bible says that the spirit of God who lives in you has become one spirit with you. You were born again. Your spirit that was once separated from God became reborn when the Holy Spirit came into your life upon believing in Jesus and confessing him as your Lord. The Holy Spirit, Planted the seed of his presence within your heart, within your spirit, and brought you back to life. You are a new creation. You've been united to Christ. This is going fast. I think we're going to have lots of time for fellowship. Our reconciling peace is Jesus, he has made Jew and non Jew one in christ so it doesn't really matter i know it's still kind of special if but anyway move on scott move on it doesn't really matter because we are one in christ by dying as our sacrifice he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with christ ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jew and non-Jews fused together in himself. You know, I, I feel like sometimes... You know, we struggle with differences, you know, men and women, uh, nationality, young or old, um, Jew or, or non-Jew. When we become Christians, we are all one in Christ. Like all of the, the scales of hierarchy or differences that may be in our mind, it all comes down. I've said this before, the, the, the field before the cross, the ground in front of the cross is level. We all stand on a level territory, an equal standing before the Lord. That doesn't mean that we're not all unique in our, our various ways and giftings. And even in, in nationalities that we bring in, if you are Jewish or if you're, well, we don't have like any of our Hawaiian friends here tonight, but if you're Hawaiian or, or Hispanic, you know, you bring in the, that culture and that flair and that history. But when it comes down to it, we are all the same. We are equal men are not better than women. Women are not better than men. And I believe that women can minister just as much as men can minister in the church. Now, maybe when we go through a different book of the Bible and we hit that scripture, we we run into that wall that talks about that, you know, we can wrestle through what Paul was saying in the context to which when he was saying it. But the reality is we are one. One new man, a new community in Christ, a new people. So verses starting at 16. Two have now become one, and we live restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ. Through his crucifixion, hatred died. I feel like if anyone has ever struggled with hatred for, towards anyone that's got a different skin color or whatever, any kind of difference, if you've struggled with that, take it to the foot of the cross and let it die there. Because it's, it's there that Jesus killed that thing. He killed the differences. He killed racism. For the Messiah has come to preach the sweet message of peace to you the ones who are distant and to those who are near. And now, because we are united to Christ, we both have equal and direct access in the realm of the Holy Spirit to come before the Father. That's good news. Just receive that tonight afresh. If you feel like you struggle getting close to God, approaching him, when you're having prayer or reading your your Bible, you have the scripture tells it you, you tells you you have direct access to the Father. You get to go to the Father anytime because the Holy Spirit is in you and the Holy Spirit has given you that connection to the throne room to the presence of the Father to Jesus himself. I think that's good news. All right, that's good. Do we read that whole thing? This is going fast man you guys are like this is a miracle it's an utter miracle normally it's like eight o'clock and he's like i got one slide left we can do this real quick and then it's like 8 30. you laugh see because it's true thank you so you are not foreigners or guests but rather you are the children of the city of the holy ones just let that sink in for a second. You are the children of the city of the holy ones. You are a child of God. We we make it a continual emphasis in this house about your identity. That your identity, my identity. I just asked someone uh, the other day, I don't even remember who it was now, it was somebody I think oh it was the guy at at uh, Planet, not Planet Fitness. We don't go to that hole anymore. (laughs) He gagged over there. We go to crunch fitness because we want to crunch. (sighs) I met a a fellow patriot and a fellow Christian, he had a big fish on his shirt. And you know, he kept referring to himself as pretty lowly, like, if God chooses to use me and when he does, and when he does, I feel tingling up and down. I'm like, that's the Holy that's the Holy Ghost. That's what I said. He's like, I think so. I was like, Yeah, it is. He's a real person. But we can think of ourselves in so many ways. You could think of yourself as just a servant of God or just a believer. Maybe it's your particular gifting if you're a pastor. Well, I'm a pastor. But when when everything is stripped away, who really are you before the throne of God? What is that spirit? We know it's the Holy Spirit, but what is the Holy Spirit who was deposited inside of every Christian? called in the Bible. He's the spirit of sonship. The spirit of adoption. The spirit of sonship. By whom we can cry out Abba, Father. That's like saying Daddy, Papa. And so, Abba is an intimate word that a child would use to come to their, their daddy. Their Papa. You don't have to feel weird about it and start saying Papa. You could say Father. Holy Father. You you can be as reverent as you want. But I promise you, because he's such a good dad, you can just crawl up on his lap and call him daddy if you want. He loves you. He loves spending time with you. He's not going to treat you like a baby. But sometimes we just need to get cozy with our God. Because he is the one who birthed us. He is the one that knit you together in your mother's womb. He created you. He, He breathed destiny into your little body probably one of the most powerful encounters I ever had was at a, a conference, probably seven years ago now. And a, a, a good friend of ours, some of you have met him, a guy named Charlie Gosler, preached this message on, on the orphan spirit. You know, the person who feels like they don't have that connection with God, they feel orphaned, they feel alone in the world. And when he called everyone to go forward, um, actually it was even before that, when he was preaching his message, I had this vision that popped into my, my screen, and I almost lost it. As he was talking about God being our father, I saw myself being born. I saw the bloody glove, and I was a C-section child. I don't know if my head's perfectly round because of that, but you know, I was a C-section. I didn't have to squeeze through the birth canal. Um, I was number four of four children that were all C-sections. But I had this this picture, it was like God brought me there to that moment when I was coming into the world. And I saw the doctor's hands and gloves and I saw God's hands. And it rocked me so much, I about blurted out in boohoo tears in a quiet room. I mean, I almost lost, I had a, some of my kids here, some of you know, we've had times where when God is really touching me, I start to heave a little bit kinda, cause I'm gonna cry but i hold it back and then it sounds like i'm gagging or choking it just it just happens and it usually happens when god is touching someone and it even happens when we're watching shows on tv sometimes i don't know don't don't ask me why it's just i'm i'm sensitive i guess but that that impacted me that impacted me forever that god is my father now this man right here he is my dad this no one can take my dad's place (laughs) laughing because i'm trying not to get emotional no one could take his place he's my earthly father and he prayed me into the kingdom he fasted me into the kingdom and he watched you could ask him for stories i gave you permission to tell all of most of it all of this
6: <laughs> yeah, just
0: quit. but all of us are sons and daughters of the father We're going to read eventually in Ephesians 3, I believe, where Paul says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every person on earth has derived its name. God is a Father. Before anything else, He's a Father. And He wants to Father us. He wants to give you... Fathers give identity, they protect, and they provide And your father, your papa God, wants to speak identity into your life and be your provider and your protector.
7: You know, this is so freeing our identity in Christ because, and the fact that we don't have to work for anything. Because I think oftentimes, like I was thinking back to when my kids were little and I didn't have time to be in ministry, even though sometimes we were, but... I didn't have to work for anything. My identity wasn't in whatever ministry we were doing at the time. I just was a daughter of the King first. And it's freeing that you're, if your ministry goes away, it doesn't mean anything. It You're still a child of God. So yeah, and there will be different seasons where we're in and out of things and it doesn't, it doesn't matter that we cannot find our identity ministry ever
0: seasons go and seasons come and i started singing it the other day we had joy we had fun we had seasons in the summer <laughs> and emily was home and she was like what are you singing and as the homeschool dad it's my job to introduce our kids to music history and so i youtube did of course and i found that song and i can't remember the artist's name but it was pretty entertaining to listen to it I don't know, that just took me way back into the 70s as a little kid. So, identity. I would encourage you guys, I would implore you to start to see yourself as a son or a daughter and learn to approach the Lord as your father. Now, Jesus, I don't want to go into a Trinity message here, but God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit you have received the spirit of god and you can address that sounds kind of a little bit too bold you can approach god and speak to the holy spirit you can speak to jesus and you can speak to the father i know some of you probably are like me i wrestled with this for years growing up in the faith well we're supposed to pray to g you know well most of the time i pray to jesus the father is kind of scary I don't know. And then some people are like, I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus in the Holy Spirit. Well, I think that's pretty biblically accurate. (laughs) I just want to encourage you. You can just wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I leave our house and I I come here in the mornings before I go to the post office. (sighs) Sorry, I have to go there tomorrow and it just made me feel the weight. No, I didn't. I'm I'm joking. It was actually, thank you guys for praying for that the other night because work was perfect. I got off early actually the chaos dissolved for a moment a lasting moment it's going to continue but I will drive down the hill going to this space here to just spend time with the Lord and and I felt like there's different things i sometimes it's like good morning Holy Spirit or I'll say good morning King Jesus you know Jesus is your big brother does that feel weird I'm just curious let me take a let me take a poll How many of you in the room feel kind of weird saying, Jesus, I love you because you're my big brother? Is that weird? Yeah. Maybe it, does it feel a little like you're crossing a line of not giving Jesus enough reverence and holiness and respect?
2: These guys are like, ah.
0: You know, we had listened to one of the archived Bethel files and it was, uh, What's his name? The prophet that passed away on Valentine's Day. My mind went blank. Bob Jones. So Bob Jones was leading the whole congregation at Bethel into an encounter with the Lord. And he was just saying, you know, the Holy Spirit just wants to to bring you up. He wants to carry you up right into the presence of, of Jesus, your big brother. And Jesus wants to take you to his father. That might still feel a little strange for some of us, but we read this in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2 says, "He is not Jesus is not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters. He is the firstborn of many brethren." Now, I will just clarify. That doesn't mean he was created. He was the first born into the human race as a god man never to die again. So he's also the first fruits of the resurrection. He's the firstborn over all creation and the first fruits of the resurrection. He goes before us. He's our rescuer. He's our king and he is our big brother. He's different than us because he's 100% God who became 100% man. You and I, we were just 100% man and woman who received the Spirit of God. We have the the DNA of heaven now infused inside of us. I hope I'm not going too far down a rabbit trail. You were like, you were doing so good we were going to be done early for once and you just butchered it. Okay, let's get back to the scriptures here. You're a son, you're a daughter, okay? We had joy, we had fun. Don't start singing it, Barbara. I know you know that song. So, If we are children of the city of the Holy Ones with all rights as family members of the household of God, then this is what it says about us next. You are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. You are like a stone being put together to form a temple. And your lives have been built up together upon the foundation laid by the apostles and prophets. I'll get back to that. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. He is the capstone, he is the chief cornerstone. And the cornerstone, the head of the church that he is building, that he is creating, that he is forming together out of us who are like living stones, we are being built on a foundation Of the apostles and the prophets so I would say without going into a long discussion about apostolic prophetic foundations it's biblical it is it is the Bible the church that Jesus is building is built on a foundation that has an apostolic and it has a prophetic foundation I kind of see it like the rebar when you're building a house you want the foundation to be strong if it doesn't have the right ingredients in the foundation, then it could become weak and crack. And over time, the building can settle, like the front porch steps at the house. Oh, sorry, I should have mentioned that. We won't <laughs> talk about Jay. I don't think he listens to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, it's am a side joke. You guys don't need to know what we're talking about. So if, if we have an apostolic prophetic foundation, then we are, we're building biblically. And we'll read later on in Ephesians 4, 411, describes these these five offices that Christ gave to the body, that he, they're gifts that he placed in the church. He gave us apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for a purpose. And their purpose is to equip the saints. That's all of us, to equip us to do the work of ministry. So that means... We have to discover, well, what does it mean to be apostolic? Because if, if the apostles are equipping us, then we become apostolic. If prophets are equipping us, we become prophetic. You guys did pretty good tonight, by the way, of walking in the prophetic. That's part of the foundation that we, we want to continuously ensure that is in this house. The evangelist releases an evangelistic anointing on the church on the sons and daughters of God. The pastor and the teacher, they make us pastoral so that we will actually not just be belly button gazers, navel gazers, but we'll actually look out and and help shepherd people, help care and love on people, and teach, be able to teach, and I wouldn't even say be teachable. One of the dangers I see in, in many people that are older in the faith that have walked with Jesus for many years, it's not just that microphone. Oh, boy, now we got a big problem. Houston, we got a problem. If we become, if we get to that place where we're just no longer teachable, I don't know. It's a dangerous place, yes.
7: We can never, we can never think that we've arrived. We always need we need to stay teachable. We need to stay moldable because we, we're always going to learn. Like, until we're home with Jesus we're going to keep learning. Yeah. And so we can't come to even like to leaders and feel like you can't tell me anything cuz I know it already. Like, no, no fly zone. We need to stay teachable always cuz God he's always trying to form us, mold us more like Jesus.
0: That's good. And did you notice she's not saying you need to stay teachable because we are the leaders who we have arrived so we get to preach at you no no hopefully if if we model anything special and there's other things that i probably would emphasize but if there's one thing we model we want to model being teachable because we have so much more to learn so much more wisdom and revelation from from god to receive you we've barely barely tapped in so anyway let's get back to the scriptures here yes apostolic prophetic i think we'll go into that another time because i don't want to let you down when we're doing so good why do i look at youtube <laughs> that's right when we hit ephesians 4 we will we will break down all five of the fivefold ministry all I can say is we need them in the, in the church until, because they were given to equip the saints to do the work of ministry, until we all reach mature manhood or womanhood. Yeah, if you're offended by that. I know women, you don't want to be men. You want to grow a mustache. Okay, let's go on to the last scripture here. Verse 21. This entire building, all of us together as living stones, This entire building is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, into his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. That's a good word. You are a vessel. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. There it goes again. That was the same thing that happened last week. It was like a repeat of the verse. But that's okay. I guess it's important. Let me just pop it up there, and then we'll get rid of it one more time. All right, guys. We are officially done. I wanted a little highlight to your evening. You're like, phew, got through it. Hey, we really love to love on people as a house not just we like all of you guys in here are really good people lovers and we love to minister prayer where there's need and i i I felt like tonight in worship the lord was saying that he wants to heal hearts it's a word that we received years ago that he has called us to heal hearts and so we would love to pray for anyone who needs healing in their body physical healing But if you need any kind of prayer tonight, we just always open the front area up here and people can come up. And if it's more than two people, then Tammy and I don't want to be the only ones, but we're willing to be the only ones if there's just two. But if you see more people up here um, needing prayer, then I would ask that the rest of you who don't need prayer to come help us. And then let us know if you're up for prayer or up to help. Does that sound good?
7: Father, we just thank you that we were able to be together tonight. God, we just, we worship you. God, we thank you, God, that we can lay everything down at your feet. We thank you that we don't have to strive. Help us to know more and more of who we are in you. release blessing over everyone tonight we love you lord